on this week's episode of The Fizz. There is no five good minutes with Frank because we got a longer show today. So we are going to get right in it. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget to tell a friend. And honestly, let's get into The Fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us on this very rainy Wednesday evening, even though you'll probably be listening to this on a Thursday. I am here with my co-host, former NFL and Big Ten running back, J.U. Callcrick. Say hi to everyone, J.U. Hi, everyone. There you go. And also, our numbers guy, our football guy, Chandler Nash. Say hi, Chandler. Hi, Chandler. Perfect. Perfect. How are you guys doing today? What do you got for me? Uh, Today's been a good one, Frank. No cable, no internet. Now Mm. we're at no power. Now I'm sitting in my college roommate's master bedroom. It's been a great day so far, Frank. Uh, I don't know. I had a better day than that. My day was good. Got a little work done. Went to the local YMCA. Challenged a couple high schoolers in in the game of hoops. Obviously, I crushed them, crushed some weights. Now crushing a protein shake for the fizz. Let's go. Fuck it. What a bully. (laughs) That is... That's good stuff. Yeah, I imagine Ju like at the Y camp like that. You, remember, you guys remember that Saturday Night Live skit where Peyton Manning like hosts like the yes. Maple Wish camp and he's just like <laughs> telling everyone he sucks and plugging them with the footballs. That's that's how I pictured Ju was there with like a bunch of eighth graders like just shoving them around. Oh yeah. You just yeah. camp out in the paint, Ju. There, someone's got to want to call like a fucking five second on you. Three I was, seconds. Oh no, I was all, all over the place. My jumper was wet today. <laughs> wet today, my jumper was. Boy, I'm telling you. I would love to see you play hoops. Hey. I'd love to see you on the hardwood. Come Chandler, on down. Chandler, I'm sorry you've had such a shitty day. Um, yeah, I mean, with this weather. So I found myself uh, at Hall Road today. Hall Road in, um, you know, whatever, in Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, help me out there. I'm, I'm not out that way much. And I, uh, you know, I, I just hate Hall Road so much. And whenever I find myself out there, I'm like, how did I let this happen? And I got stuck out there in the rain. Everything was down to one lane. That is the worst road in, in Michigan, in my opinion. It's arguably the worst road in Michigan. I would agree with that. That, along with Mound, um, they are just always jammed. Mound's down to a couple lanes now, too. We are now a traffic podcast. Traffic podcast getting started here. No one gives a shit about what we're talking about. Really slow start for the boys. All right, Chandler found power, which is all that matters. Uh, JU's a bully on the basketball court, and I'm – I don't know why I leave the house. I could do everything at home. And I just, you know, I drove out the whole road today. So that was stupid, but let's get into football week two NFL. We're rolling now. You know, we did the, we did the overreactions week one. We're starting to learn who teams are. And, you know, normally for me, you know, we're going to get into the betting in a little bit, but it, you know, it used to be like week one was the most, was the toughest week for me. Cause I don't know what these, these teams are going to do. And now, like now that we're entering in week three, like the lines are just are getting more and more confusing for me. And now I am starting to like fade myself and then like I'm double fading and overthinking. So I I'm confused at what this NFL season is going to be. Obviously, it's only two weeks in, but, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty lost after week two here. 
I mean, you just got to go with it. Go with it. Don't overthink it. That's the big thing that people do. Overthink it, waffle back and forth, and they don't, and they don't win money. All you got to do if you're listening, I'm telling you this, if you're listening to this right now, I don't give a damn what predictions you have, where you're going to put your money. Listen to where we tell you to put your money, because right now we're on a fucking heater. We're hot. We're hot as hell. We're absolutely smoking hot. We're the hottest fucking pick podcast for free in Michigan, whatever you want to say. We're hot as shit right now. We're not going to do picks. What we are going to, we're not going to do picks now. We're going to get into picks and then we can, we can pump our tires as much as we want. But what we're going to do right now, speaking of hot, JU's in his own house with a ski cap on. So, you know, he's running a little warm and he's also probably a little warm. You know, he's blushing. He's black guy. You can't see it as well, but he's definitely a little embarrassed about the fucking ass kicking, eating his own words about Detroit Lions on Monday night football. Now, a little bit of an awkward position for me because I'm a Lions fan. I'm not trying to be like, yo, did you see the Packers just beat the shit out of Lions on Monday Night Football? But me and Chandler, longtime Lions fans, longer Lions fans than you have been, tried to warn you, tried to warn you about this game, and you were having, you were having absolutely none of it. You were having we none tried of to it. help you, Jay. We tried to help you, Jay. You know what? Let me tell you guys this. On Monday night, a buddy of mine said, let's go watch the game. I said, sure. We went to this local watering hole. We sat bellied up to the bar. And people kept filing in with Lions jerseys, Lions hats, everything. And it was after I watched that video of Frank just being such a Debbie Downer about it. And these people rejuvenated me. They were walking and we were high-fiving. We were fucking fist bumping. We were chest bumping, if you could, in there. It was a great, great time. And that, I don't care what the outcome of the game was, I am really excited for the first half of the game when Lions went down. Like, they treated the Packers defense just like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Carving them up. Touchdown. People high-fiving. Everything is going good. Shots all around. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm still not just team. I like this team. I told you guys this. This is going to be a fun team to watch. And you will see. It's all going to come together. It will all come together. I still have faith. One pride on forward. Hear the lions roar. I I respect what you're doing, Ju. I really do. You know we're on the triple down now. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see where we're at after week seven because we had a long season to go. But I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. And the first half was pretty exciting to watch. Goff had the best throw of the season on that first touchdown throw, and that will be the best throw he makes the entire year. But in true Lions fashion, shit completely hit the fan in the second half, like completely hit the fan. You know, you saw it coming, J.U., they're going to just beat you down spiritually week by week this year. I know you got a lot of energy right now, but I'm telling you, I've lived it 31 years. I'm a broken man. I'll, I'll be honest with you, all right? Good teams play full games. Bad teams play part of games. The Lions have played two good halves this year, and they've played two bad halves this year. Um, you know, I, I just, I hate to see this coaching staff and this new regime in this situation, because we can all agree it's not their fault. And I think what we can all agree to is you don't just be bad. You've got to be the worst and hit rock bottom before you can come up. And unfortunately, I think this year might be rock bottom. I mean, I kind of hope it is. I hope this, I hope it doesn't get worse than this. Like just remember, just remember this. Pride comes before the fall. Thank you, Mark. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That, Mark, we appreciate that. So like, you know, the one thing I did enjoy was, okay, Detroit Lions Monday Night Football. No one was expecting them to even have a pulse in this game, your boy included. So when they came out first half, scored right away on the Packers, you know, had the lead at the end of the half, made some plays on offense, uh, got, you know, got made a couple plays on defense even. I was just like, you know what? For a national game, normally it's just like, you know, full embarrassment. You know, Chandler, you remember the Jets game better than anybody. Like, we weren't completely embarrassed on the national stage. Yes, you know, they ended up killing us at the end. But it wasn't just like, like, I think the, um, like, the San Fran game would have been worse for the national spotlight. Just because, like, it, they started beating the doors off of us as soon as the tunnels opened. Right. This one, at least, was like, I remember being there, like, I'm not like proud of this team, but like I am enjoying that we are not a complete laughing stock, at least for the first half. So I got a question for both of you. If let's say the rules were reversed, if this game is played in Ford Field, the Lions come out with that hot start. Do you think the fans, the momentum would have carried them to a better second half? 100%. I do. I think it would have been closer. I don't think they would have lost the second half 21 shake to be honest with you, but let's also be honest with each other too. Looking back at the stats after the game, the Packers scored a touchdown on five of their first six possessions. They were killing <laughs> them the whole game. The offense just kept them in the game in the first half. And that's just unsustainable for any offense. I'm going to just, I'm going to disagree and just say, no, I don't think the home field, I don't think it, I don't think it would have done anything. Um, I think Green Bay was just a better team and they adjusted at halftime and beat the piss out of us. We didn't even have the ball in the second or the third quarter. Like we had like one possession in the third quarter, which was just mind blowing. Um, right. Right. Jay, you was at the local watering hole, giving high fives and chest bumping people. You don't think there would have been any effect at Ford field. I, the local watering hole was going nuts for the game. So maybe May I know it would have been going nuts. I mean, we were going fucking berserk for the home opener. It was fucking chaos, but like that didn't carry shit. You know, it like just carried us to a 17 point deficit at half. Like, I just don't think it would have done anything. And I, I gotta be honest, like, you know, I came into this year, you know, uh, golf's going to rip it. Uh, GGRI after watching him like up close, you know, like I didn't watch a ton of Rams games outside of maybe the Super Bowl where like, you know, it was a 10 six final or whatever it was, you know, to watch golf every single play. Like he, he looks scared and he looks like scared or timid or nervous, you know, soft-spoken. I don't know how to describe it. Just like the demeanor. He's not the type of guy who's, you know, like going to start screaming and doing the Drew Brees stuff in the huddle and like, even in, even in talking like they did the, the bits, you know, they do the fucking bits for Monday night football. They're like asking him about the Rams. And he's just like, you know, it's, it's no bad blood. It's no bad blood. Like, you know, I wish them the best. And I, it's nice to be somewhere I'm liked. It's like, I don't know. I kind of wish he was just like, fuck them. I want to beat them. Like, I just wish he had a little more bite to him. Well, and of course he wants to beat them. Like, what do you expect him to say? I don't know. I wish there was a little more bite to him. Like, I'm not expecting him to come out and just be like, hey, you know, fuck them. They can, you know, get bent. But, you know, I just wish the guy seems to have no bite to him. And one of my buddies texted me uh, saying, 
this guy dreams of the day he's a backup quarterback for the next decade. And I, I just kind of, I kind of agree. I kind of you agree. Want, you want more of a Jamal Williams type response, right, Frank? He had a great yeah. response to the Packers not <laughs> wanting him and, and, and equating it to a, an ex-girlfriend and he got an even better girlfriend now, right? You want something along the lines of that. Yeah, I, di- I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like there's not much, there's, there's not much to golf. He's, I think he's, and I hate saying this because like my mind has changed. I thought he could come out and do something, but I just, I don't know if he has like that it, that it factor type deal, but who the fuck am I? You got to chalk it up. There's a learning curve. This is only week two with it. He's used to, he comes from a totally different system where the ball's out of your hands, quick, quick, quick. You you have you run to set up the pass and all that stuff flows. And now this is a total different, different um offense as he's in. But my issue with the game, it's not so much the offense, it's so much the defense and not the defense itself, but the defensive coordinator on the defense that they were calling. If you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers back there, why would you sit back and play a two-shell zone defense where Rodgers can just pick that shit apart? So that's my issue with it. The coaches have to put these guys in the best position to be successful, and I don't think they did that last night. Jay, what would you suggest? Would you have said rush four and play man? Would you have said you wanted to see some more blitzes to put some more heat on Rodgers? I mean, what do you suggest? And give us some insight from a former player here. You you have to, if, if you're going to put, leave your corner, your corners and stuff like they're the weakest link on the on the on the Lions defense. Am I right? Your right. corners, your secondary. You right. gotta put pressure in Rogers' face. Make him throw those short passes so your linebackers can come up and make plays. Don't give him time to go and drop it down the chimney like he did to that tight end. The greatest throw, you know, of the season so far was that throw that he threw on that third and 12, dropped it down the chimney. Santa Claus is too big to get down the chimney, so he just drops the present down there. That's what Rodgers did. You got to pressure him. Don't give him time to sit and pick that zone apart. That's where I don't like it. Um. In our coach's defense, um, not that I disagree with you at all. Uh, I just, this roster is not, there is not a lot of t- talent out there. I mean, Anzalone, I don't know if he would, I don't know if he would start at Brother Rice this week. Yeah, but the thing is, if you don't have, if you don't have a good linebacker, blitz them. That's yeah. the simple thing. You can't cover, you can't tackle, blitz. Just create chaos back there. If you can't cover and you can't tackle, why are you playing linebacker in the NFL? I mean, that's a easy decision to me. I mean, isn't that the two things you got to do, right? Hey, you know, they're, they're, it, it's not it's it's not for everybody, but they see something in them that they like. That is fucking great. But honestly, guys, like, so I'm looking at the Lions schedule right now, and I don't think it's it's. I don't think it's far-fetched. It's totally arguable, but I don't think it is far-fetched to say we have the hardest schedule in the NFL. Uh, like we've already, we already played, you know, the Niners and the Packers, obviously we get the Packers again. I don't think the division's that strong, but outside the division, let's, let's take away the Bengals. So we play the Bengals. That's probably the easiest non-division game. Um, and then I would have said the Eagles because I said they're the worst team in football. They are clearly not the worst team in football. 
Um, so we, we play the Eagles, but then outside of the conference or outside of the division, we play the Steelers. We play the Browns. Those are both road games. We play the Broncos. That's a road game. We play the Cardinals. We do play the Falcons. That's an easy one. Uh, easy one. That's in Atlanta though. We play at the Seahawks and then we have, and then it's the division. Oh, and the Rams and we have the Rams. So we have Rams, Steelers, Browns, Broncos, Cards, Falcons, Seahawks outside the division. I don't think it's far-fetched to say that's the toughest schedule in the NFL. No, I agree with you. That is a tough schedule, but what better way? Baptism by fire, you know, throw in there, learn and go on it. You know, you get, you win games, you build confidence, you get the fans behind you and that helps. I think you don't like when you post that sad face and stuff, you don't understand what home field advantage does for a player you know that's what that's what i'm saying it would have been different if the game was in ford field than lambo we played at home week one we were there we were, i was there i was i was physically there you guys we, all left oh we left and they came back yeah but i'm i'm just saying home field advantage is an added thing why do you think going to seattle street is tough to play i just i'm not chalking this oh and two startup to like the one road game we've been. I don't know what your angle you're. I honestly don't know what you're going for, Ju. This is all oh, you negative fans. We need you to support the team. Oh hey, my you, it's God. Not are you fist by... fucking me? No, He's are a... you fist? We need to support the team. You need to support the team. All we've done is support the team. The <laughs> fact that we're fucking still supporting this. I'm wearing a, the dude hoodie right now. I'm wearing a hoodie of the coach who hasn't won a game yet. What do you mean support the team? Just because right. you free fucking Kroger hat on right now doesn't mean I'm fucking not supporting the team like you're supporting more than us you're fucking nuts man you show up think you think you know you don't know we got my we got miles on this fucking train Frank the NFL films Detroit Lions 2021 baptism by fire <laughs> yeah I mean exactly to, to be honest I will take the hardest schedule right now 100% if we're gonna have the shittiest team anyways Let's just get the hardest schedule and lose the most games. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to is that fucking Rams game, October 24th. I'm just, I'm, I, I hate that that's a game that's happening because he's going to dice us up and they're going to just be like, mm, they're going to hey, jack what, Are you going to get off this? Like, I won't. He's two. gone. He's I know gone. he's gone. He's not coming back. I'm not, I don't want, I'm After not asking for him to come back. back. Just the suck fest through that he gets every week is, is mind blowing is mind blowing. It's only going to get grow bigger. And the suck fest is only going to suck harder as the season goes on. I hope you know that. I am making a prediction right now. The lions first win. The lions first win is going to be, I'm going to do a little flex here, a little flex prediction for the lions first win. It will be versus the bears. And I'm, I'm not saying if that's going to be October 3rd at Soldier Field or Thanksgiving Day in Ford Field. One of those games will be the Lions' first win. That's it. That's it's one or the other. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's quite the prediction. I'll give you a prediction too, Frank. You ready for this one? Yeah. Green Bay Packers win over the Lions this week will be their first victory on the way to the Super Bowl this year. Wow, a pack reaction from week two. Packers will make the Super Bowl. They got it together in the second half. They're 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 getting into form. They're finding what they need to do. Rogers' last dance. Devontae Adams' last dance. 
Packers will be in the Super Bowl and beating the Lions will be the first win in their Super Bowl season. Wow. Hot take. I mean, I Rodgers loves that like calm down shit. You know, I mean, people love to just, I mean, the storylines heading into the, the game was, were sickening, you know, like is Rodgers cashing in? It's like, they're a fucking own one, man. Yeah. And am I the only one that like loves Rodgers hair? He just looks like a bad yes. guy in like a Liam Neeson movie or something. So he's from Cali, right? He's a Cali yeah. guy. He yeah. is like, he like wants to be Hollywood. Like it's starting to like completely, sh- I mean, I mean, I don't think this is like a new take or anything, but like, you know, I have a feeling his agents for State Farm is like, hey, how do we make these commercials like show more of Aaron's talent? You know, and he's well, like yeah, playing the guitar like, and shit. He did the Jeopardy hosting thing. Right. You know, you know what I think partly, partly it is? Hmm. The NFL stopped drug testing for weed. You think he's smoking pot? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. Because before, like, I don't want 95% of the league smoked weed before. But yeah. now that it's legal, like, they don't they don't test for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yes. Hands down. What do you think he was doing in Hawaii all off season? Well, yeah. And he's got, you know, his wife's an actress. Like, I just think, like, he's just, but I think he's just more open about it now. Like, he's just like a really, like, he's like texting the, the bar stool guys after that win. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's just being, like, more open about fucking whoever the fuck he, you know, like. I love it because he's a villain. I love the villain Aaron Rodgers more than the the good guy, you know, toe the company line. I like this Aaron Rodgers, but I don't agree. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) But, yes, I like this Aaron Rodgers, and I hope there's there's continuing to be that turmoil that's within their organization there i just want that drama in there but i love 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 the villain so ju i don't hate that take whatsoever um i a couple weeks ago i was at my party with my buddy before the season started and i always get shit on for saying this and it's fine you know as a detroit sports fan who like has a podcast website all that I don't hate Aaron Rodgers and the reason, and I don't like love him, but I don't hate him. And the reason I don't hate him is because he's so good. Like he's, he's fucking MVP last year. Like let's just use our eyes. He's so good. And he's won a super bowl. And I've made the argument that I can't hate him because the lions aren't good enough for me to, to hate him. It's, it's like, we don't, we haven't beaten him enough. We haven't won enough. We're not like duking out for the division every season. He's just kind of shit on us. And, you know, like being like, for example, being a Red Wings fan in the fucking 90s, the Blackhawks could call the Red Wings a rival all they want. The Blackhawks didn't win shit. The Red Wings were winning cups a lot. So it didn't fucking matter. Like if they wanted to call it a rivalry, good for them. But they didn't view it as a rivalry. The Packers just view us as like a fly they swat off their shoulder. So it's like hard for me to have this like hatred for a team that just like consistently beats the shit out of us without like us kicking back ever i mean it's like michigan fans with ohio state they just roll over now you know what i mean you get beat down so much for so long it's like you you you, kind of stop hating them and you start (laughs) respecting them you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and i mean fuck going back to the iowa iowa state you know uh whatever that game iowa doesn't view iowa state as a fucking rivalry anyways that's that's where we're at there. Wait, so did you, did, Jay? Did you have another uh, overreaction or anything like that? Yeah, 
I got I got an overreaction. Let's stop talking my, about Rodgers in the pack. Yes, my Buffalo Bills are back. They absolutely stomped a mud hole in the Dolphins and walked it dry. Um, they are back. Shut them out, 35 nothing. They played Bills football week one against the Steelers. They tried to be too cute. They got back to basics. Josh Allen's fired on all cylinders. His receivers are there. The defense played well. The Bills are back, baby. And yeah. also, too, I got one more, one more. Please. The fucking resurgence of Samuel Donald. Broadway Sam. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Absolutely. We lost JU. JU's been going you in and out. into a system. Are there you is. like your success is based off the system? Or is Sam was he shit? Now he's with the Panthers, two and oh. The Panthers are, and they're just they're doing well. And Frank, uh, go ahead, Frank. I'm going to touch on another quarterback real quick here. My overreaction, and and I hate to say it because I feel bad for this young guy, but Tua Tagovailoa is not a franchise quarterback. He's too injury prone. He's been too injury prone in his pro career, in his college career. He's not getting the reps or experience he needs. He hasn't looked that great when he's been on the field. I feel bad. He's got a fractured rib. They said today he's going to be out on Sunday. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, although our Jeff Okudabek looks terrible, if we would have picked Tua, I think we'd be in a similar position still looking for a franchise quarterback. So my overreaction after week two is, unfortunately, Tua is not a franchise quarterback. And uh, the Dolphins are going to be kicking themselves for taking him instead of Herbert for many years to come. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. And I will take that overreaction a step further. Um, you can't trust you can't trust left-handed quarterbacks. It makes no sense. It's not like it has any effect on anything, but they've never won. They've never won at like what? Who? What John Elway? John Elway always left-handed. <laughs> No. Yes. no, he's not left. Yes, he no, he's not. Are you, you watching it in mirror mode, Ju? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking man. about? Yes, the only Super Bowl winning quarterback, to my knowledge, that's left-handed would be Steve Young. Was a lefty. Yes, that's who I was thinking about. Steve Young. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like one about. of like thousands. Okay, like Michael Vick is like the sickest one I could think of outside of Steve Young. Uh. Mm. And I think, like, but, like, what? And Stabler. Who? USC Matt Liner was just phenomenal. In, in college, in college <laughs> he was. He was dog shit in the NFL. Mark Brunel. <laughs> Left-handed quarterbacks to win Super Bowl. Wasn't Ken, Yeah, Ken, Ken Stabler. Um, Jim Zorn. Boomer Esiason. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so no one in the last, let, let's just say, 50 years, 40 years. <laughs> My bad. Um, <laughs> didn't realize that take would just be spicy as hell. Yeah, okay. Let's here is a list of left-handed quarterbacks. I found one. Tua, yeah. Kellen Moore, uh, mm -hmm. Tim Tebow, okay, Pat White. That guy won the Heisman and then went undrafted, I believe. Fucking crazy. Matt Liner, Jared Lorenzen, Tyler Palco, Chris. Jared Lorenzen, hefty lefty. Oh man, that, what's that guy? From Kentucky, right? Did he yeah. pass away? Yeah, he oh. did. R.I.P. He was uh, he had to be the heaviest quarterback of all time, right? Three, yeah. three fifty plus, four hundred. Okay, 
All right. You know, Hey, I mean, you know, Mark Brunel, um, he went, he, he, he won it. Yep. He won a super bowl. I don't think he, he didn't. Yeah. He won one though. Scott Mitchell, Detroit lions. Um, yeah. So yeah, Steve young is the only one. Okay. So they said highlighted in yellow are ones inducted in the hall of fame, Steve young, only one. Um, and then Ken, Ken Stabler, who apparently is JU's favorite football player of all time. <laughs> Oh, and then John fucking Elway. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, quick question. Does, so Fitz Magic has success wherever he goes because he's just Fitz Magic. It doesn't matter. So he doesn't count. He doesn't count. And for what I'm about to say, but Miami, obviously Tua is is stinking, stink. Um, Before him, you know, Tannehill. Tannehill's there. He kind of stinks. He looks like he's dead to rights. He goes to the Titans, you know, starts ripping it up. You know, better team, whatever. Whatever you want to say, different system. Is it Miami? Is it Miami? It's it's a curse. Um, they really haven't had a stable one since Dan Marino. And if you remember when Drew Brees was a free agent, he was thought to have going yeah. to Miami. And they had cold feet on him because of his shoulder surgery. So I think it's a little bit of a curse. It's kind of like the Tigers with their closer. No yeah. matter who you put back there, yeah. they stink. We had Joe Nathan, one of the top 10 closers of all time, baseball podcast, and he <laughs> stunk when he came to the Tigers. So I think in sports, you just see these positions with certain teams, and they just can't get it. It's like there's a curse there. Yeah, and I'll go as far as to say, like, the Detroit Lions, whoever they hire – in any position to do anything ever <laughs> has no success. So that's one way to think of that as well. All right. Um, well, that was, that was hot and spicy, you know? Um, yeah. So I guess my overreactions were just the Lions first win will be at the bears, but I don't know if it's going to be in two weeks or on Thanksgiving, but it's going to be one of those just mark your calendars. Yes, that means we're going to – well, if we beat the Bears first, then, you know, then we can beat the Bengals. The Lions also – by the way, I want to note this before we're out, before we're done with – before we get into the betting picks. The Lions are going to be bad this year, you know, one to five wins, somewhere in there. But the, I don't think they'll get five. But they will They will win one they're not supposed to, right? I mean, they just that – is, that is Lions law. That is football law. I don't think this is an 0-16 team. But, like, I could see him beating the Bears once and then, you know, just fucking sneaking one out in Seattle or something stupid. And Wilson, Russell Wilson loves to lose a really shitty game every year, I feel like, at the end of the year. But normally when I have, like, I, I place a bet on the Seahawks to, like, cover all my winnings or all my losses for the year, that's when he likes to lose, like, at home to the Lions. That's when that'll happen. So are you going to make that your second official overreaction? The Lions will beat the Seahawks. This yeah, year? I'm going to do that. I'm going to, yeah. Lions. Yeah. So the Lions, Lions are going to have two wins this year. Two, actually two or three. This is, this is full. This is real detailed prediction. If the Lions beat the bears um, in week four, they will beat the Bengals in week six. If they lose to the bears in week four, they will not win until Thanksgiving day. And we're going to get a nice little Thanksgiving treat. Lions are going to beat the Bears. Um, Dalton's going to start somehow. We'll get lucky there, and then it'll be officially the end of the Dalton era. And then, and then we'll then we'll beat the then we'll beat the Seahawks on the road. 
that was too much. Let's get into our picks. Uh, maybe my overreactions aren't as hot, but something that is flaming hot that Ju almost popped his top at the beginning of the show here, um, which I don't blame him, and I don't think anyone minded if he did, as long as he keeps that little beanie on, his little Kroger beanie. It's the, not Kroger. Kroger you were the first. I, I, got it at, I got it at the game. Did you, yeah, I know you did. You were first like 10,000 fan or something. No, I was sitting in a suite. So, you know, those are a little. No, 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 no. You're first 10,000 fan. So <laughs> first 10,000 fan. You probably took it from like a fucking five-year-old. Um, I beat at the YMCA. <laughs> this is the hottest betting podcast in Michigan. All our picks are free. Let's do a little fucking recap of what happened last week because i gotta tell you guys if if you guys listen to this podcast for betting i'm getting a lot more dms of like hey i'm riding with you guys overall on the season monday night thursday night sunday night we always pick the monday night games we always pick them on uh the thursday night games and then we always do three on sunday now we are honest here, honest about every number we have. We're not going to lie to you. We're not making any money on this shit. I mean, we're making money off our bets, but you know, not our picks. The, we do pick, you know, one sheep and shark bet. So it's, it's a little, little skewed because we are all are picking the same game there. Um, but overall, if you look at us as individuals, if you're riding with Ju, me or Chandler, we are 20 wins, nine losses and one push on the season. That Good is work, boys. that is flames, and everyone's pulling their weight. This is not like someone's undefeated and the other ones, you know, sucking ass and you know whatever. But I'm four one and one. Ju's five and one, and and Chandler's four and two. Right? That's wrong. No, I am. I should be eight and two this year. I believe. Yeah, yours are not added up for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, that's why. And four one. All those numbers are wrong. Everything I just said was wrong, wasn't it? <laughs> Colts, Falcons, Pats. No, Bears. Yeah, where are you at? You are. Why do I have this wrong? I, I, I have I have myself at seven and two overall. I double bet the Raiders week one. So you, it, you gave me credit on your spreadsheet with eight and two. I guess accounted for a double bet. No, I am incorrect. I'm incorrect. I was reading just our Sunday numbers. Apologies, ah. Apologies team. Um, I'm not going to edit that out. That's, this podcast is raw. I made a mistake. Our total record, yes. Chandler, eight, two, and oh. Ju, six and four. Me, six, three, and one. To go a step further on this podcast, Chandler, not only with the highest winning percentage and the most wins, correctly picked the Carolina Panthers to upset the Saints. That hit. He said that was a money line dub. Nailed it. Also, what score did you get dead nuts on? Bears, Bengals, 20-17. Boom. Hit it. Right on the nose. And if you really follow all the shit, uh, he predicted Lions would lose 38-17. They lost 35-17. Um, so that, that this is some pretty close shit. Chandler's seeing it right now. Now, we know it could all change at the, the drop of a hat here, but let's take a review of, of the picks we had this weekend. J.U., also on fire, just like Chandler undefeated this week i believe our first well our first undefeated sunday right yes our first undefeated sunday right i told you if you want to win if you want to win let's go <laughs> let's go 
He had Bills three and a half. Obviously, they dicked him down. The boys, the boys, man. I mean, that looks like the easiest bet of the day now, you know, um, after we've seen the boys come out and play. And then we were sheep, Jay. We were Baba Black sheep with, with the Pats. Oh, no, on that one, Chandler. Sheep win every once in a while. The sheep win every once in a while. You know, and I was, you know, I felt bad for your dad because that is really good advice, you know, and, and the, that's just, there should be an exception when it's like the Jets Patriots. Like you don't. You don't take it's the job. 60%. You do it all year. You do it every time. It doesn't win every time, you know? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So the one I missed, Chandler missed the Jets. And the one, I mean, the one I missed, I look stupid too. Uh, I took the Falcons. I thought the Falcons had a pulse this year. And I still have this weird feeling they have a pulse. They clearly have no pulse. Was, I mean, they've lost by like 18 points. Yeah, they're, they're not a good team at all. They'll, they'll be there with the Lions. Yeah, they're bad. We play them. Play them late. Um, so let's, let's get into it this week. Don't waste time. You know, the people want their picks, people want their money. So let's jump into, um, the picks this week. Since JU went undefeated, you get, you're going to, you get deleted off. All right. And this time I'll go with just one. I won't blast them. I got so excited last week. I blasted off. Well, you had three winners. So you just started (laughs) blurting. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going with teams that are supposed to do their jobs. Frank, I know you're a dog guy. I'm going with the favorites this week. All right. My first, my first pick, I'm going with the Cardinals, the Cardinals minus seven. Wow. Any, any reason why Jay, you like that one? Um, I just like what they're doing right now. Uh, Murray's playing great. He has a ton of weapons. Um, you know, Kirk, that receiver, he's starting to he's starting to come to form and play. Their defense, they're coming together. They're coming together and getting it done. I really like them. And you can't forget about D Hop either. Also, while we're discussing this game. And they're playing, they're playing the Jags. Thank you. Uh was 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 kind of wondering why you were gonna breeze over that. I mean, Cardinals, sure, they're great. Yeah, whatever. But they're they're the Jags. If we're talking ass teams, which this is a Lions podcast, uh they are, they are dog shit. And I think Urban Meyer is going to leave. I, I think it keeps backing up. You know, I think I said week nine last time. And I think it's like down to week seven. I think this guy is just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Let me add something because he might be a full-blown sheep now. I'm going to have to call an audible at the line for the end of the picks. JU, 97% of the early money on the Cardinals. Oh, wow. What happens? Vegas loses sometimes, but they win more than they lose. Let's wow. just remember that. I'll call the audible later on here, all right? Okay. Wow. All right. I'll take the next one, Frank, here. I'm going to run the rock. Um, what do I always say? When it doesn't make sense, it makes the most sense. So, looking at this team, they've played great for two weeks. They missed a fucking chip shot last week to beat JU's Cardinals. They have their first home game. They lost week one in overtime to the Bengals, a game they probably shouldn't have lost. Now they're back home, first home game. They are playing the Minnesota Vikings against the Seattle Seahawks. Minnesota getting two at home. Seattle looked a little shaky last week. Minnesota needs a W. They should already have a W this season. Give me Minnesota plus two at home against the Seattle Seahawks this week. I like that pick. I like that pick. The uh, only thing that held me from putting that one on my list was my 
my stupid love for uh, a West Coast team in the one o'clock slot. I, I think I, I think I say that. I think I say that six times a show. Um, but the game was at four thirty, so I was like, ah, just a one o'clock game. It's a one thirty game for the Seahawks. So that was the only thing that held me back. But I love that pick. The only thing that does scare me, and they are getting two. So I mean, you know, they could they could lose by one or two. You know, so I they got some points there. But um, you know, Russ has just got kind of he's got Kirky's number a little bit you know, which I hate to even say out loud, but it's just very true. Russ has got, has, has had Kirky's number for a little bit now. At every level. Every level. Yeah. And honestly, Kirk's just like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just blessed to have the opportunity. So. Yeah. So what do you like, Frank? For all that stealing that he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, he should feel, you should feel blessed. You know, I, that's not a bad, that's not a bad pick but I can't go against Seattle, but I know um, there's a couple key guys, Everson, Everson Griffin, he's coming back this week for, for the Vikings. So they have about two, two of their d- defenders coming back. So it'll be interesting to see, but um, I, Ooh, that's, that's a, that's one. I looked at that. That's too hot for me to touch. So speaking of too hot to touch though, let's revert back. You guys all remember me peeing down the side of my leg last week over my Colts pick Colts Rams took them three and a half. Holy shit, that hit. That was a good fucking feeling because I never take bets like that. I never. So that's what Chandler's. Chandler's actually makes me more scared. Um, and and the Colts fucking got fucking fumbled like twice or got stuffed on the goal line. Wentz okay. has two broken feet, dude. He's like the peg leg guy in, uh, in Family Guy. He's like that pirate. He's just all pegs. I think he needs to pull the Andrew Luck and just call it a day. <laughs> he's he's been in long enough. He's vested. He's got his his benefits taken care of. He got some money. Just call it a day. That There's is, always that, something wrong with him. That is that is the hottest take. That is the biggest <laughs> over that that Wentz should just call it a day. Could you call imagine them doing that again with <laughs> with the Colts? I'm I'm dead serious though. Like every week there's something with him yeah just call it he's, yeah. he's got what he needs he doesn't have to pay for health insurance for him his wife his kids the rest of his life maybe he just likes wants to play football you know maybe he thinks he's got some football left in him jay <laughs> coach high school oh cool that's that's the same as quarterbacking on sunday in the nfl <laughs> my pick is now up um and i know i was just barking earlier and it is dog fall but but you know, dog fall is dogs only fall is just for college. I'm allowed to take some favorites here and I am going to take one. I'm going to take one. And it seems obvious. I shouldn't take it. This goes against my brain, but I'll tell you my thought process here. I'm taking the Steelers at home minus three versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. It's a chilly one chills down the spine. Everyone's hot on the Bengals. Everyone wants the Bengals to be good. That's great. Steelers had a very ugly loss last week at home. Should not have lost the fucking Raiders. I can't stand the Raiders. Shouldn't have lost the Raiders. Derek Carr wears mascara. Like, they shouldn't have lost, and they definitely shouldn't have lost in their own barn. You know, five and a half is a lot to cover. That's why I shied away from it. Um, But I didn't think they'd lose that game, and they played like dog shit. That won't happen again. And the Steelers, much like the Packers with the Lions, when they need to get on track, when they need to get it going, they like to beat up on the weaker divisional opponent. Packers love to beat up on the Lions. Now they're right. 
Steelers get it right at home versus Cincinnati. They beat up. They beat up on the Bengals uh, this Sunday. Lock that one in. Steelers minus three. They get right on the season. Just before you go all nuts, Ben's hurt. He's hurt. Is he out? Yes. He, 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 he didn't. He didn't practice uh, today. But he never. He has a pec issue. Okay. He so, never practices. But he has a pec issue for a quarterback. That's huge. Who they got? Who's backing him up? Oh, it's um, Rudolph Haskins, Haskins right? No, oh. it's Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. He's like Kyle Rudolph. Mason Rudolph <laughs> still on that squad. Yeah, he just oh, got this... out of concussion protocol from Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, that'll work. That doesn't change shit. Ben's been dog shit this year, anyways. Like really bad. I actually wrote a note that he looks, um, he looks horrible. I mean, he just looks like he's put together with like bubble gum and scotch tape. Like he just is falling apart at the hinges. He may be at this point. Ju, who you got next? All right, so my next pick, um, you know, Frank just dogged them, but I like him, and I like this guy a lot. I like him a lot. Right now, if you look up the quarterback, who has the most passing yards through two weeks in the NFL, who would you say? The most passing yards through two weeks? Yes. Gosh, who is it? Kirk Cousins? No. <laughs> Dimes? No. I'm going with it's Derek Carr and oh, yeah. the Raiders. Yuck. Yes, oh my God. Derek Carr. I am choosing the Raiders this week, minus four. And you know what? They're going to do favored. what they're supposed to do versus yes versus the Dolphins. Oh yeah, you're just you're following the you're you're chasing that stinky dolphin ass, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm just going by what makes money. Yeah, you're chasing that dog. You got. They got you all hot and bothered with a blow, uh, no points last week. So that's what you're doing. No, no. I like Derek Carr. I like John Gruden. I like what they have. I love their offense. They have the be- one of the best tight ends in the league, the top three best tight ends in the okay, league fair. they have. Um, they have a deep threat in rugs. They have Jacobs, who's gonna, who was off last week with a toe injury. He's back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't understand. Okay. It's weird to me that I don't like they, I want to like Vegas. I think they have arguably the coolest uniforms in the NFL and a top five get up swag in sports. Like I love the Raiders, everything they're in Vegas, which is cool as fuck. That stadium is awesome. But then I just, I just keep seeing Derek Carr and I'm like, damn it. I wish you were like anyone else in the NFL. I don't know. I just, I can't believe he's good. Like I, and he's playing really well. I just, you know, so I'm just, I'm one of those haters. I'm just like, I'm, even, I'm fucking a hater for no reason on him. I'm well, he's, he's going to throw for over three fifty and three tutties on, on Sunday. Wow. Just dicing up that stinky dolphin ass. Yes. That's what you're doing. That's nothing you to do with what? the Raiders. Gruden loves him. That's, that's very important for a quarterback to have the confidence of your coach. And when you have Steve Aoki, doing the halftime break and in between drives in your stadium, you got to love that home field advantage. So do they have that nightclub in the back end zone now. Yes, they, do. Yes. they do. That's sick. Yep. So do I like the pick my second pick. So we heard a trend earlier here in the show on who I wanted to overreact to with the Packers going to the Super Bowl. Where are the Packers at this weekend? They are in San Francisco 
where Aaron Rodgers is from, the team that he got snubbed with on draft night because they took Alex Smith over him. He's playing on prime time, and you're giving him three and a half points. This is a no-brainer. Need I say more? Green Bay plus three and a half in the Bay on Sunday night. Love that pick. Love it. I really do. Love the pick. Um, yeah, fuck. It's a great pick. All right. I, everything you said, I got nothing more to add. You know, I was trying to think of like some East Coast team going to the West Coast. If there was, you know, something weird with the time change, I can't figure it out. So <laughs> I, I like just for your little time thing here, just so you know, majority of teams go up two days earlier. Yeah, you, you don't do know, know that. that right? You don't you don't know you don't know that. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> you I'm done that trip. You haven't been you haven't been West Coast, you, West Coast to East Coast. You haven't been in the league for quite some time. You have no idea how they do it now. <laughs> they fly in that day. They fly in that day. <laughs> that day. I know this shit. They people fucking tell me things. Okay. New protocol. Yeah. Don't 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 you dare ever do that again. <laughs> All right. So I got a few picks here. Clapping to the mic. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to do the one. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm going to take the one that makes me the most uncomfortable. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the one that makes me the most absolutely uncomfortable. You know, I don't know if it doesn't make sense, but it definitely makes me squirm in my pants. Um, I am going to take the Chargers giving uh, – sorry, getting six and a half at Kansas City. You know, I think I think everyone thinks Kansas City should just beat the shit out of them, especially off of a loss. Chargers always play KC tough. Pretty sure they beat them last year. Uh, or no, they, it was like a crazy Buckner hit like an overtime field goal. But whatever. Chargers always play KC tough. It's a rivalry game. Uh, I think the easy pick is to take Kansas City there. So I'm going to take the Chargers plus six and a half. And that is my poop my pants pick of the week. That might be a new thing. That's that's almost scarier than the Colts pick. Uncomfortability. Uh, how did I just say that? Let's just say this. When, you, when, you're, when you're uncomfortable, you grow, Frank. So we're Trying. just watching you grow right in front of our eyes here. Yeah. I mean, that's almost scarier than the Colts pick. I have like three other picks I'd rather have taken. But all right. Now we – all right. So fuck, those are our two locks. I – Totally thought I had one more, but now we're just into the sheep shark pick of the week. Um, Chandler, take it away. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. We're running an audible, guys. All right, so the sheep shark of the pick of the week was supposed to be the Cardinals and Jags, but our resident sheep, J.U., took the Cardinals. <laughs> resident so sheep. with that, I, I did do some research. I want to shout out DV, always giving me some insight on where the money is. DV, thank you for having the phone call with me on Wednesday's afternoon to pick my brain. Thank you for your service. This game, and we are going to go with our backup game. So this week, per DraftKings Sportsbook, as of right now to the minute, 87% of the money is on this team. This will be a one o'clock game on Sunday, and this game is a five and a half point spread. And the game that I'm talking about is the Tennessee Titans hosting JU's favorite quarterback, Carson Wentz, in the Indianapolis <laughs> So with that, 87% of the money is on the home team, the Tennessee Titans, as they host their interdivision rivals, the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. JU, you siding with the Sheep this week and the Titans, or are you going to be a Shark this week? 
you know, you really threw me off because I could have sworn up and down your sheep shark pick was going to be the Bucks Rams because how the Rams, uh, the Rams were the favorite earlier and all the money went on the Bucks. Now the Bucks are the favorite. I was thinking that's where you're going. So I had in my mind, I had this great monologue, but now <laughs> I have to take that shit, roll it up and toss it out. But with this, all right, so the Titans are favorites. They're five points, right? Right. Five and a half. Five, point, five and a half. Five and a hook. Vegas always throws that hook. Mm, mm, mm. I like it. I think it's going to be a tough game. Tough game. Ooh. But I don't like Carson Wentz. I love Frank Wright. I think he's a great coach. So I'm going to be a sheep. Oh, oh my God. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Mike Rabel, and wow. uh, Titans. Julio Jones has a breakout game this year, this week. Big game from Julio Jones. All right, Ju. Well, we know where you lay. You were a sheep last week, and you were correct. We also had another sheep on the show last week, Frank, who was correct. Frank, who are you going with this week? Are you going to be a sheep and take the Titans? Or are you going to be a shark and take the Colts? This is an easy one. It's too many points. It's a divisional game. The Colts just hung with the Rams. They're going to keep it close. Uh, Titans might win by three, two, one. I don't give a shit. It's less than five and a half. It's not even a question for me. Colts keep this game close with peg leg fucking Jones um, at quarterback. JU just called for the guy's retirement. Called for the guy's retirement in the middle of the show. You can't call for a guy's fucking retirement in the middle of the show. And then, and then, and then sheep on the team he's playing and expect to cover. I mean, that's just bad juju all around. No pun intended with J.U. Juju. Kind of, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Colts, easy cover, five and a half. Lock it in. I got Colts two weeks in a row. Colts guy, let's go. I like Colt up. What, are they, what do they say? Colt up? They, what do they do? What do they do? Colt up. That's it. <laughs> I like where your head's at, Frank. What does Lee Corso always say? Good pick. Good pick. That's yeah. a good pick. Yeah, Guess yikes. What? That guy. Colts looked great last week. They started out the season 0-2. They have a good defense. I feel like it's going to be a low to medium scoring game, probably in the 20s. Like Frank said, I'm not going to say the Colts are going to win, but I can see a 24-20 type game. Colts defense keeps it within reach. Um, at the end of the day, it's an interdivision game. The Colts need a win. And sometimes the best thing you can do when you lose your first two games at home is get away from home, go on the road, alleviate some of the pressure, Give me the Colts plus five and a half at the Titans this week. Wow. There it is. Something real quick for the Fizz Army. I get it, guys. I get it. You know, like, I just want to help you guys win money. I'm not here to make a big splash like these two gentlemen are doing right now. They are going with Carson Wentz, who has two broken ankles. Exaggeration. What do you mean? He sprained both his ankles. How can you sprain both your ankles? Working hard, trying to get dubs. So, guys, Fizz Army, if you want to win, stick with Choo Choo. <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, in Just to follow up, to your point, piggybacking off your point, J.U., you have the worst record of all three of us. Just saying. All right. So, right, that's before the fall, Frank. Yeah, hey, I'm just, you know – 
I would like to change my Chargers pick because I am once Whoa. again. No, not, I said Whoa. I would like to. I'm Whoa. not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not. I just. I am just letting you know. Um, it's giving me anxiety. I hate it. I hate the pick, but they're gonna cover Chargers six and a half. It's not even fucking seven. Um, all right, that's fine. Uh, one thing we haven't done, which I'm a little surprised at, is no one's outside of sheep and shark, which obviously we are against each other. No one's, um, no one's like bet against each other. Yeah. So something to think about. I don't know. All right. Well, there's the picks. Um, like I said, we are collectively, I have it correct. Now we are 20 and nine and one 29, the number 20 stop nine and one on the season. So these picks are free. They're always going to be free. So either take them or don't the money's on the table, you know, and we're all, we're all filthy fucking rich because of it. So take, take the picks. Okay. So now that we have given you guys our locks of the week in the NFL, each of our three picks for Sunday, let's move into college football. We'll do a little bit of overreactions talking about the week, and then we will give you our Saturday locks Chandler. You are always fired up to get into the college segment here. I kind of want to know, you got your bright red sweater on. You're already burning to say something. What What is on your mind from college football uh, last Saturday? Well, I have my bright red sweater on right now because I believe there will be two teams that meet twice this year, one in their conference championship and one in the national championship because they are far and beyond everyone else right now and that is Alabama and Georgia will meet in the SEC championship and that will be a preview of the national championship I'm tired of hearing Alabama only won by two against a top 15 team what when does that become a standard that you only win by two on the road against a top 15 team and that's a bad game for you Alabama looks great Contrary to what anyone says, they played a great first two quarters, got bored, let Florida back in it, won the game. Georgia has been kicking the shit out of everyone. They've got a great defense. Defense wins championships, and they are the two most talented rosters in college football. So my overreaction is, write it in, we're going to have the SEC championship game also be the national championship game which is Alabama and Georgia. I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, I mean, the amount of, I think it is hilarious, the amount of excitement the collective football world gets when Alabama plays a close football game. And I am guilty of being part of that, that, that group because it's kind of boring how good they've been for this long. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And the fact that they fucking uh, Florida blew it off an extra point is just, is unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. College kickers, 101. They stink. And I need to start posting those more. A lot of missed kicks, especially in the MSU game. J.U., what did you see this week? Um, what I saw this week is uh, <clears throat> a very good Penn State team. I like Penn State. They had the whiteout. Auburn came in. They were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. The whiteout's a mystique, blah, blah. You can't <laughs> do it. I've played in there in the whiteout. I've played in Beaver Stadium with the whiteout and with the whiteout. No matter what it is, it's still intimidating as a visiting team going there. You have 110,000 screaming and going absolutely nuts. That's the loudest stadium I've ever been in. 
in my in my life, college wow. or pros, the loudest stadium we've ever been in. And for Auburn going, and I think I like Penn State. I like Penn State a lot. I like what they're doing. They have a new offensive coordinator who is not as traditional as what Penn State was. Before Penn State was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, then we're going to throw it. Now they're looking to throw to run the ball. I like Penn State. I like where they're going this year. Um, I'm, I, was, I was a big fan of that, and I'm very impressed by that win this weekend by the Nittany Lions. Hell yeah. Yeah, and in that vein, let's just stay in the Big Ten. Just as a whole, my overreaction is just the Big Ten is back. Is the Big Ten and, – and they're back in a year where Ohio State just lost, which is, you know, odd because they don't, right. they, don't, they don't really lose. But the Big Ten's got six undefeated teams. Six right. undefeated teams. To, to what you said, the Big Ten, I, I, I might be a homer about this, but I think top to bottom, the best conference in college football right now is the Big Ten. When you got Maryland's undefeated, you got Rutgers undefeated, that's, that's a pretty good conference. The Gers, the Gers, baby. And don't forget, um, you know, our Iowa. Don't forget about Iowa. They've won me money this year. And Chandler's hot take to start the year, they're going to win the Big Ten. Let's go, Hawkeyes. I love it. I fucking love it. I mean, in Wisconsin's sick. Obviously, they got a loss, but they lost to Penn State, who Penn State seems like real legit. Um, yeah, and I yeah, I took Auburn late in that game. You know, I thought Auburn was going to cover that, and they should have covered it, but they lost. <laughs> so, all right, I love it. I love it absolutely. Um, and then, let you know, let's just talk about state real quick. You know, obviously, this felt like the first real test. Well, we had Northwestern on the road. That that was the first real test. Big Ten game. Without a doubt. But then again, we're still trying to feel out how good Northwestern is. And obviously we don't think they're that good. Finally, we go into Miami, not saying Miami's world beaters, but a couple things we got to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, of course, is Mel Tucker in shorts. J.U., J.U., give me your thoughts on that. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, I, if he did not coach at Michigan State, I would go as far to say I lost respect for him. For That's coaching. brutal in shorts you got to just ride with it it, no you should not there's a standard the standard is the standard all right there's uniforms that you wear and there's coaches uniform you don't you don't coach in shorts and a pair of j's you don't do it i don't know players oh you can't wear wristbands you can't wear a towel because we're not that ju screamed so loud you come out there like that in shorts and everything yeah. But anyways, about the game itself, <laughs> this Michigan State team, this season, Michigan State showed me two things. All right. They- his his take was so hot, Frank. That yeah, he's, he's two hot. impressive game, two impressive road wins. J-O. That's something that should be commended. Road, what's that? J-O. Yeah. You're yeah. uh you cut out right when you said they showed me two things. It was actually kind of crazy. Like you said, I'm gonna show me they showed me two things, and you just went. You were yelling okay. so hot, your mic's tripled up. <laughs> all right. Uh, Michigan State showed me two things, all right? They had a, two impressive road wins. They went into Northwestern. They started fast and started hot. That was an impressive thing. And then going to Miami, they started slow, but they finished fast and hard. So that is the second part of it. And that's putting a game together, a complete game together, a great start in the first two quarters and then finishing things off. And one of Tucker's, even though I'm so pissed at him. <laughs> the more mad. The yeah. <laughs> Dude, where did I cut out at? 
Uh, you said, even though I was so pissed at him, it's like, okay. it's like your mic knows when you're getting, getting mad. <laughs> so even though I was so pissed at Tucker about wearing shorts on the sidelines is I love his quote when he said, we wanted to drag them to the deep water yeah. and have them battle the adversity that we wanted. To. That's a killer right there. And that's why the Spartans are going to win games this year. Drag them to the deep water where we live, where Ooh. we live. <laughs> That's fucking, that's spooky shit. That's like yeah. fucking Loch Ness Monster cracking fucking Megalodon deep sea spooky <laughs> area shit, man. He is a fucking, whatever you, you know, you don't like the shorts, whatever. By the way, I mean, coaches used to wear like suits and fucking hats, you know, like fucking derbies on the sideline. People were probably pooping their pants the first time Belichick cut the sleeves off a hoodie and rolled the fuck out there. Like it was hot. He was in Florida. They're fucking our football guys anyways, but he did look like he was coming back from a mat, like a squash match. It looks like he just got back from like a squash match and swung by the game to help out with some coaching. That's kind of how I took uh, Mel Tucker's outfit on, on the road. Um, another quick branding part of Michigan state and what Mel Tucker's doing renamed or renamed, brought the nickname back to life. Started, he's starting to call, Spartan Stadium, the woodshed. And fuck, that is, that's sick. That's just like taken behind the woodshed. I mean, I just want to say real quick, Luke Fickle, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> yeah, for thank staying you. At Cincinnati, that was the best thing that could have possibly happened to this Michigan State team. The tuck coming phrase is just, I'm getting a hashtag tuck coming shirt because that is a sick phrase. Mel Tucker has already put his stamp onto this program and he's nine games into his tenure with Michigan state. He's not even a full season in with Michigan state yet. He doesn't even have more than a half recruiting class because this kind of recruiting period this last year or so was so screwed up. I mean, Mel Tucker has moved mountains already in East Lansing. I can't wait to see what the woodshed looks like come later this fall. Well, let's 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 calm let's calm down a little here on the let's let's not put him on our shoulders and sing he's a jolly good fella yet let's 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 win a couple more Big Ten coming games. from the guy who still thinks the Lions are going to make the playoffs I know we can't put a three and old ranked Michigan State teams coach um, on our shoulders I am with you Chandler it's just the guy makes no sense and he's got I just want him to prove more that's all I want I like him I like the direction we're going let's just <laughs> prove a little more let's 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 win a couple big 10 games first I would like to propose something that I can't believe is not already a thing um it's time we all start tucking for tuck um you know big plays when they enter the game just tuck your shirt in show some respect tuck for tuck um <laughs> game days on Saturday you know whether you got a belt on or not, sweatpants, slacks, doesn't matter. Tuck for tuck. You're a Spartan, you tuck for tuck. Seven o'clock. I'll, I'll be at the game and I'll be tucked in. You better pull them up high, JU, and send picks. <laughs> send picks. Everyone's going to want to see that shit. Change your beanie, too. Um, yeah. All right. S speaking of sending picks, boys, let's, let's send some fucking locks this weekend. Um, this, I'm not gonna lie. This, this weekend put a, a fucking knot in my stomach. Um, I'm, I'm still not locked in on who I'm going to take. So I'm going to go last. Um, so Ju and Chandler, you guys can break a pool stick in half and decide who goes first. Cause I'm fucking nervous. I'll just succumb. I think Ju would beat me with his half a pool stick. So yeah. go ahead, Ju. <laughs> All right. So this week it's, it's quite simple for me. I don't have knots in my stomach. Um, I'm, 
go to go. I'm taking, I'm going with you, Frank. I'm going dog, <laughs> dog Saturday. <laughs> and uh, I'm taking Rutgers at the Big Ten minus 20. God damn it. Okay. Great picture. You totally agree. agree to the point where I just fucking settled on that in my own brain. But no, that's you good. can go with me. You don't have to go against me. No, that's, that's lame as shit. We're not going against each other. We try to make money. I just want the public to know that I'm taking fucking Rutgers. I want everyone to know that's JU's pick, but I'm, I'm taking Rutgers as well. Go ahead though. JU talk about it, please. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see I get it. Michigan put up 63 points against um, the the Rocky Lombardis last week, but um, I just don't see. <laughs> I, I, I watched some Rutgers game, and um, I, I I like what they're doing. There, Cochiano's doing a good job. You know, they have that keep chopping, chopping wood. He he brought that same back with him from 04 when they were good. And um, dude, I'm I'm with. I, I don't think like another these are two big 10 schools they're not gonna go there and just get dog dicked you know by michigan so i'm going fuckers yeah i agree with you like i it's a big 10 for me it's just a big 10 game with two undefeated teams and 18 points like put everything else aside like two big undefeated big 10 teams with a fucking you know a three score line um like that's you know it's 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 rutgers for me dog uh does does Michigan play road games? Do they have a road game this year? Their I'm first just, three has been on at home. I'm just, I'm just fucking curious if they ever get on the road to go play a game. That's Not all. Not until October, Frank. Right. Excuse me. Every year. You should know that. Yeah. I should know that. All right, Chandler, you got to help me out. I'm still fucking scrolling and panicking. That's all right. That's all right. First of all, though, J.U., I love your adjectives. Earlier in the year, you said cocksuck. Then you said dog-dicked. When you made your pick, I'm writing these down. So I'll have some of this in my vocabulary by the end of the year, but uh, I'm going to stay in the big 10. I'm going to stay with my red sweater. Okay. And I'm going to stay with the theme that Frank has started uh, my stomach is in knots. I'm feeling uncomfortable. There's piss running down my leg. Don't do it. This just doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus six and a half at wow. home against Notre Dame. That's a ton of points. I don't know why it's so many points for a team that's ranked lower, but playing at home. Jack Cohn is going back to Madison. You'd think it'd be a revenge game. I just, none of it makes sense. I think Wisconsin lost a tough early game in the year to Penn State, and it kind of refocused them and humbled them, brought them back down. That's way too many points. And when something seems off, it is off. Take the team that it seems off for. Badges. Minus six and a half. Love it. Love that pick. So I have a theory. I grew up a Notre Dame fan. Many might, people might not know this. You might know this, whatever. My father went to Notre Dame. I went to a lot of games in South Bend. Love Notre Dame. One thing I've learned as a better now, being a Michigan State fan, uh, about Notre Dame, and you can take this pretty much to the bank. The bigger the stage, the harder Notre Dame falls. The bigger the stage, the harder Notre Dame falls. The more I wanted them to win as a kid, the more they would end up losing. I'm right with you. Uh, I debated taking Notre Dame just because it's a lot of points. It's a neutral location. They're playing at Soldier Field. Um, what? I, I yeah. Think I, I got my notes screwed up then, but I'm taking it. The Bears helped me last week. That makes me even more confident. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're neutral location because I was confused too, but 
Uh, I wanted to take Notre Dame and I just can't because the stage is big. They're in Soldier Field. I think they're going to, I think they lose that game. I think they lose that game by, I think Wisco covers, but that is not my pick. I have to find my pick, uh, which I have. I just have to nail down the number. I know who I'm taking, found it. All right. This is ridiculous. This is asinine. This is crazy, but this is the ultimate dog. This is the big dog. This is the larger the spread, the bigger the dog. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. And it's dogs only fall. So I'm working with only dogs in college. And if you want to start barking, ride with me. We're getting in the dog house and we're taking an absolute crazy dog. And we are taking the Akron Zips in the horseshoe plus 49 points. This is the biggest dog on the board. I can't believe that's a real number. So we're simply hoping to hope here that Akron can, can, can have the clock run out before Ohio State goes up by 50 points. I am undefeated with dogs only fall in college football, and we're taking the biggest dog of the season, plus 49 points, the Akron Zips at the horseshoe in Ohio State. Awful loss. Frank, I got it on my sheet here. I had Akron and I had Arkansas. Then I looked at Akron's (laughs) recent games. They got pummeled by Temple this year Mm. and they lost at Auburn 60 to 10 this year. (laughs) 60 to 10? 60 to 10 by 50 points. So I was like, I don't know what I should do if I should take it. So I stayed with Wisconsin. Um, but, uh, I, I do like the pick. That was one of my three choices. All right. Well, yep. We're going 49. Um, and that's what we got. Jay, you took my, my, my Gers pick, even though I'm riding that. You could have still stuck with it. I could have, I could have. I'm telling you, Ohio state's going to hang 63. You're probably right. But my picks in and you know, this could be the week we've been bragging how much we love our picks. And then, then I take the chargers and, and the Akron fucking zips. So there we are. All right. That's college football. That's pro football. That's enough football. Um, I am, I'm sick to my stomach about the picks that we have in. So let's move into the more fun stuff, the looser stuff. Uh, Let's move into simple questions, complex answers, very simple concept here. I ask a simple question. The answers are more complex than you would think. Um, So this week, the question, very simple, which holiday is the best holiday that you don't get any time of work off for? You know, so this isn't your Christmas. This isn't your Thanksgiving. Uh, this isn't Martin Luther King Day, J.U. Um, this is... You already get it off. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I see my white friends and they get Martin Luther King Day off, I say, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's huge. I do appreciate it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the line is there. So we're going to stop it. We're going to draw it right now. Um, and... That's the question. Which holiday is the best? You know, this could be an official holiday. It could be unofficial holiday. It be whatever the fuck you want. It's complex answers. It doesn't matter. We're opening the floor. Does anyone want it? I'll take it. There I'll it is. It. So what, like you said, Frank, it's not simple answer, complex question. It's simple question, complex answer. Correct. So my favorite holiday that I don't get time off for every year, it's the beginning of spring. It kicks it off. Everyone's happy. Everyone's together. Everyone's downtown. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Detroit Tigers opening day. Over 100,000 people downtown every year. It brings me back to college. It's one of the few days every year I still day drink. 
It's one of the days where we can all get out after months of being in the cold and in the snow, the end of March, the start of April, you're pissing in porta potties, you're grilling <laughs> ballpark franks, you're actually going to next year for the first time in three years get to go down tailgate and you're going to have some hype next year when you see a Tigers team that's ascending kick off the season with Casey Mize on the mound. It's not only when the team is good, it's every season. Opening day downtown, especially here in Detroit, I take it off every year. It's my favorite holiday that's not official. I love that answer out of you, Chandler. That's absolutely fantastic. I've had some of the best days of my day drinking career down at opening day. It's one of the few days I would leave Michigan State in college to go be downtown Detroit. It's it's great. J.U., have you ever been down there? I have not. We were supposed to go uh, before COVID hit. We had uh, all these tickets and everything and you know, and I, I can't appreciate it like you guys can. I come from Buffalo, New York. We don't have a professional baseball team. Got the Jays. Um, so I can't, I can't really appreciate your opening day, but I've heard good things about it. We'll have to make it uh, – we'll have to put it on the calendar this year, Jay, and show you the ropes at the old <laughs> Troider, Tin Roof, all the landmarks down there. J.U., what's your favorite holiday? You know, my favorite holiday goes along with you with day drinking. So this holiday, you know, if, if, if I'm always, it gives you an opportunity to relive the old days. It gives you an opportunity to be immature again. It's it. I remember back in college, you sit down, you map out your entire day. You start at 6 a.m. You line up at the bars. You get the green kegs. Oh, God. St. Patrick's Day is the favorite. We need either the next day off to observe St. Patrick's Day or their hangover or the day. I'm telling you, it's absolutely a great day. Everyone's happy. It brings, I think that holiday brings everyone together because everyone's Irish that day. I don't care if you're black, white, Mexican, guy, girl, whatever it is, we're all Irish. Yeah. I... I mean, I fucking absolutely times have changed. You know, I'm 30 now. I'm not in East Lansing anymore, but one of the best days of my absolute life was junior year. It was 70 degrees. We had a house on beach in Charles and we had a roof party uh, at our house on St. Patty's day. And there is absolutely nothing like that feeling of being at Michigan state and waking up on St. Patrick's day. You can't sleep the night before you're up at 6am. You know, people are playing the Irish jig. Like it's just, absolute insanity and then right around the corner is just march madness like it is there is no time in life quite like saint patrick's day specifically at michigan state also did it living in chicago done it living in detroit fucking fantastic day and you're right jay everyone is just in like a good mood and you see the wildest shit ever like you just see the wildest and it's the, the only day of the year you listen to dropkick murphy's <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true shipping up to boston without a doubt 100 percent. all right well both of those are just fantastic answers and st patty's is on my short list for sure but i'll i'll default to this one since it's right in line with everything we love uh my favorite unofficial holiday which they definitely should give you the fucking monday off is super bowl sunday because there is no one out there in america that i know not celebrating one way or another the reason I just love Super Bowl Sunday, everything we love comes to fruition. Number one, you can, you know, you can start day drinking. Number two, 
betting, especially where the world's at today with betting, everyone's trying to bet. Like, you know, you got, you got your wife's and the girlfriends wanting to throw in a bet you can, and you can bet on absolutely everything. And, and I get so giddy looking at the betting charts, the betting list of what you can take during the Super Bowl. And if those things start hitting on Super Bowl Sunday, it's just great. And not to mention just like, it is the absolute excuse of excuses to just eat like dog shit. I mean, you just eat pizza, subs, wings, buffalo dip, jalapeno poppers, and you don't stop eating. You eat the whole time, and it's fantastic, and I love it. And then it's just the biggest, like, media event ever as well, like the halftime show, the commercials, all of it. It's just – it's so America packed into one day. And then if you're lucky enough to actually get a good football game, you know, there's nothing like it. I mean, watching that – Patriots-Falcons game a few years ago was just absolutely fantastic. Top five food day of the year. You can bet on anything. Great pick, Frank. Quick question, though. They've had rumors about, hey, do you want to see Super Bowl Sunday switch to Super Bowl Saturday for that exact reason so you can have the day after off work? I'd like to get both your takes. Would you like to see it switch to Saturday or keep it on Sunday? Frank, you first. I have never thought of that because just to me, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Football is played on Sunday. I've never even considered that. And, you know, my knee-jerk reaction was like, no, you can't move it from Sunday. And then I was like, why the fuck not? Like, why can't it just be on a Saturday? I don't care. They play playoff games and end-of-the-season games on a Saturday. Who cares? I mean, I'm getting drunk. I'm going to be hungover either way. I'd rather not go to work. You know, in an ideal world, I think it should just be observed as a holiday. In the, I mean, I think we sell, there are less popular holidays that we have, we have the day off for that – you know, I think it should just be a Monday off. Flag day. Jay. Flag day. <laughs> Keep it on a Sunday. Don't stir the apple cart. Let's just go with, let's do what we do. All is right. A, what? Is that a phrase? Don't stir the apple cart? Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't stir the apple cart. Just keep it on a Sunday. The players, their bodies are locked in. You're um, used to all that stuff. Just keep it on a set on a Sunday. Before we switch gears, Frank, I do want to do one honorable mention, and I was so torn between this and opening day. It's a sports-related podcast. I had to say opening day, but 420 is one of my favorite unofficial holidays. It is one of the best days. I take it off of work every year. And <laughs> you really? Friends, laughing, eating, all the weed smokers out there, you know it. 420 is a great holiday every year. That is great. And if we're doing honorable fucking mentions, like I just feel like I can't leave Halloween in the dust. I mean, Halloween, fuck like at Michigan state, again, it's like at college, these were Halloween now is like, whatever, you know, maybe when I have kids, it'll be fun again, but like, it's whatever. Now I'm just passing out candy. It's kind of a regular day, but like at Michigan state, a lot of times Halloween weekend was the same weekend as Michigan, Michigan state, which it is this year. It's October 30th. You can't tell me like when those worlds collide, you dress up like an asshole and it's Michigan, Michigan state at home. It's just mind blowing. It's like overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Like how do we, how do we do Halloween and Michigan, Michigan state in the same weekend? Like you're going to get a bunch of Gumby's in the stands. It's awesome. Frank, it's, it's the Met Gala for the middle class. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to end it. That put an exclamation point on that one. Let's get into the last part of the show. We obviously did a pretty long one uh, here today, team. So thanks for hanging around with us. We hope you have enjoyed it. We are moving into over under. You guys know what this is. My buddy Jerry out in Cleveland sends me a list of five items now because we got three guys and we talk too much. Five items. We tell you if that item is over or underrated. Uh, we've never seen the list before. We're just reacting on the spot. Just, you know, being, being guys, being dudes, talking about it. 
Jerry sent me the email here. LGRW is how he leads it off. Thank you, Jerry. Always appreciate that. Number one on the list. Number one. Well, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I'm going to jump right on this grenade because Jerry, I mean, Jerry knows. I, I think he does. I think Jerry knows I love Spider-Man. I am having a tough time like containing myself. <clears throat> Low-key part about me, kind of a mild nerd when it comes to Marvel. Uh, grew up loving spider-man like i still have spider-man socks to this day i have spider-man fucking underwear t-shirts like dork shit dork shit like love spider-man whether it's andrew garfield toby mcguire uh tom holland comic books anything i consume any and all things spider-man he is underrated he is the best superhero ever created and that ever will happen so very strong opinions on spider-man jump in please <laughs> like spider-man toby mcguire was the best spider-man i would say i love him. i love all of them but i like toby mcguire the best you have spider-man everything i went even so far my first ever tattoo was spider-man no way web with spider-man coming out of it you can still see the remnants of it. I got, I did get covered up a little bit. My no buddy, way. yes, my buddy drew it up, and that was the first tattoo I ever got. Was a web with Spider-Man coming out of it. Spider-Man, underrated. I, I wish you could. I wish everyone could see my face. I just, we've talked about a lot of shit, and I don't think we've ever done the Spider-Man thing. Like, <laughs> I think, I think fucking into the Spider-Verse was like a masterpiece i think it's like a masterpiece in cinema and wow. also spider-man and also spider-man starts with some wwe wrestling in there too true bone saw <laughs> bone saw the human the human spider incredible all right chandler tr tread lightly here comes the <laughs> chandler coming in the contrarian here he comes folks peter parker is a boner let's start oh. off that. Oh the God! A boner. He gets shoved in lockers. He gets beat up on buses, and then he throws on a fucking spandex suit and fucking shoots webs out of his hand. Give me Bruce Wayne. That guy. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Give me fucking Iron Man. Give me the Hulk. Give me fucking Wolverine. You can keep your Spider Man. Spider Man is overrated. You are overrated, Chandler. You are. I got DM saying that, you but asshole. I different. You're an asshole. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man was the only Marvel hero to beat Hulk in a fight, I think. I think that happened. Um, oh, that like uh, takes cold. Fucking Batman. His power is money. That's money. his power. Being money. lucky. <laughs> Real. Real. All right. Well, whew. all right. Nice work there. Yeah, man, I fucking love Spider-Man. Love him. Love him. My Parker's fucking hero. No, it's like Steve Eiserman, Eminem, Spider-Man. Like those three, those are, <laughs> those are, those the, that's the trifecta. That's my Holy Spirit. That's my Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's my sign of the cross. Number two, number two, um, Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. Uh, Anyone want this? Yeah, I'll start with this one. We're a media company. I think we're better than Bleacher Report, to be honest with you. So with that, I don't read Bleacher Report much. I read Barstool, if anything, and that's about it. Bleacher Report's overrated. Champagne Athletics 
underrated. Yeah, amen. Um, I don't read Bleacher Report much, um, so I guess I don't have a yeah, it's awesome, or no, it's not. I do know they do cover uh, WWE, AEW, and, <laughs> and all that stuff as well. Um, but um, you know, I'll have to go with uh, underrated there. I'm not check it, check, check, check. Overrated because I don't really know. You know, I'm not into it too much to have a say, so I'll just go with overrated. Yeah, he kind of threw me there. I was like, oh, that was a weird lead-in. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't read it. I don't know what they are. I see graphics that they make, and some of the graphics look good, but I don't even know what they are. Like, like I don't know if, like, the fans write the articles, and then they own fan-sided, and I don't know. I just – I don't know what their thing is. Like, yeah, I read, like, The Athletic for, like, real sports stuff, and then I read, you know, like, I just – the Bleacher Report just kind of comes into my feed based on – things I follow, but I don't know like their thing. So again, I'm going to say, Oh, excuse me. I'm going to say overrated. Cause I don't really know anybody who's like, did you read bleacher report today or whatever? You know, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. Number three, back into the world of animation. Uh, number three, SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants, one of the most popular cartoons of our generation. I can jump in again. I you tell them. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go ahead, go. Jay. Um, I think it's stupid. It's, um... <laughs> It's garbage humor. Um, it's maybe it's because it's garbage I, humor. maybe it's because I don't celebrate 420. I don't get it. And I don't want to sit there and giggle at fucking a cartoon sponge with underwear on. So highly overrated. Wow. Dustin, Dustin, the sponge. I'm going to jump in right after you, J.U. And I'm going to say SpongeBob is very underrated. I think SpongeBob is one of the best cartoons of our generation. And uh, there's like a lot going on with SpongeBob. That's like a show for adults as well. I mean, like they've done studies. I read this report, believe it or not. Think of cartoons when we were real little growing up, Looney Tunes, right? Fucking Wiley e. Coyote chases Roadrunner, can't catch him, runs into a bunch of shit. Elmer Fudd's hunting bunny, can't find bunny, ends up shooting himself in the face. Tom and Jerry, cat and mouse, just chasing. Basic, basic concepts. Then you get SpongeBob. SpongeBob like owns a home. He's got neighbors. He has a job as a fry cook at a local restaurant. There's a rival restaurant across the street. His boss is greedy. Like there's a, a squirrel from Texas who like lives down there. It's so overwhelming. It's so, it's so much more complex than what cartoons were. Change the game. SpongeBob's underrated. And I think it's fucking hilarious. Well, Frank's got his Spider-Man underpants on and his SpongeBob t-shirt on. He's 30 going on 15. Correct. Uh, I, I, I agree with you, J.U. I do celebrate 420, and I still don't get it. So with that, <laughs> overrated. All right, well, fuck you guys. On to the next one, number four, um, High Noons. High Noons, the vodka-infused seltzer, I think, in a can, whatever. Go ahead, J.U. or Chandler. Give it to me. High Noons, underrated. You only need about three of them till you're feeling well. They kick the shit out of White Claws. They're stronger. They're better tasting. Gotta love vodka. What better do you want on a hot summer day than a high noon? And I love the grapefruit flavor. A lot of people don't. That's my favorite flavor. High noons, underrated. Strong opinion. Strong opinion for a little fruity vodka drink. 
Um, I'm going to say overrated. Uh, I was like you, I was on the VOD, I was in the high noon white claw craze for like half a summer. And I said, fuck this. And I drink beer. I'm a beer drinker. Uh, that's what I like to drink when it's hot out. I rarely switch. I think I've had one white claw this summer, maybe half of a high noon. My wife likes high noons. I got a, I got a wedding this weekend. I got to buy high noons for the girls was my instruction. So that's kind of, you know, you know, teach their own. That's fine. I just told you guys, I love fucking SpongeBob and Spider-Man. So I don't think you're less masculine. I just would rather drink beer. I think they're overrated and they're fucking expensive as hell. Very expensive. They are expensive. They're expensive. High noon, white claws, all that bullshit. Overrated. Get it out of here. Um, I, you know, it's great girls, you know, drink high noons. I love it. You know, you go to a country concert, you'll see them in the Daisy Deuce cowboy boots and uh, seltzer in their hands drinking that. I'm from the old school where a man's a man and the girls are glad of it, drinking some beer and some cold beer or some vodka, some whiskey. Don't be blending that shit together, making it bubbly and spicy and all that shit. (laughs) All right. Fuck it. Get it out of here. Overrated. Chandler, I thought you were frozen during that take. I thought you were frozen. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm the only comfortable one with my masculinity. You guys are still looking for it. I just broke down. I just like profess love to SpongeBob SquarePants, who like people think is like a homosexual character. So like, I'm pretty cool with who the, who the fuck I am, Chandler. Number five, number five, Jerry. Jerry, just such a hot list. Like, and it's just simple things that just get us all fucking spiced up. Um, Number five, Pringles. Pringles. Let's see if we can really get into each other's like personalities with Pringles here. I'll take, I'll go first. Yeah, you will. All right, Pringles. Pringles. Used to be underrated, but now they're overrated. What happened? They, they tried to do too much. I'm a simple guy. When it comes to potato chips, I eat the originals, the Lay's original. I don't eat flavored chips. I don't want my Pringles taste like pizza. I don't want my Pringles to taste like fucking a barbecue chicken wing. I don't want it to taste like a flatbread pizza or whatever the fuck. I want an original Pringle. I want to do the duck lips with it, like the commercial. I want to take You can still do that. It. They still make the original. They, they still make it. Yeah, yeah. But they, they lost me when they went all fancy. Mm. Keep it simple. Stay true you are. Lost them. We seem to get. It's just the same thing with these um, (laughs) different uh, beers and everything. The more mad you get, yeah. Keep it simple. Stay true to who you are. Yeah. Pringles under overrated. Stay true. Overrated. Stay true. Pringles. Stay true. Chandler. I mean, you know what? Ju's just a a lays and a whiskey type of guy, I guess, and I'm more Pringles and high noon type of guy. I don't know what that, (laughs) but with that. The only downside to Pringles is when you get to the bottom of the damn can and you can't stick your hand in there. That's the only downside. Salt and vinegar, great. Cheddar cheese, on fire. Pizza, 420 flavor. Every one of those Pringles flavors is great. Give me Pringles. Give me the duck lips. Give me the guy with the mustache on the can. Give me chips in a fucking can. Give me Pringles. Wow. Underrated. I wish I had already went because that's definitely how this should have ended. The one note I will make about Pringles, I like Pringles. I never seek out Pringles, but then if they end up in front of me, I eat, a, I eat half the fucking can. 
The can is great. Awesome. What I always forget about Pringles is how thin they are. They're so thin. They're thin. They just melt on the roof of your mouth. I like to put them in my mouth, push them up against the roof of my mouth. They melt away. I haven't had a flavor of Pringle I didn't like. Pringles are, are underrated. Another thing that is underrated is this show, The Fizz, which is ending right now. Longer one for you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Keep an eye on the story for all of our picks, all the over-unders, all the shit in between. We appreciate you. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review. Don't forget to send this to a friend. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. We're all over the place. Visit ChampagneAthletics.com on how to do it. You guys our the best. We will see you next week. Good luck on all your bets. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And they say that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here.